Hey guys, welcome to the Flow Church podcast. It is Liam and Emily here. Hello. We just thought we'd record a podcast because we're going to be starting a new series on Sunday called Eden Education, uh, Lessons on Change from Genesis 3 and 4. It's a very cool name. So it is a cool name. Who came up with that name? It was you. Hey, I, I mean, I think it was a combined effort, but you know. Very team. Uh, hope you like the design of the stuff as well. Feel free to share that on your, you know, social media if that's what you do. Um, but we thought we'd just record a little podcast to get you guys ready for the new series on Sunday. Um, as it is in Genesis 3 and 4, we're actually going to read those chapters to you in this podcast. Um, and then just chat through a couple questions about the series, get you guys prepared so you know the heart of it. Um, and just hopefully get you excited to start this series on Sunday. Yeah. And we'll tackle some questions after we've read it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've got a, a lot of Bible to read. Yeah. So um, if you have your Bible with you, we're reading from the ESV translation. If you don't, pause and go and grab it and then come on back. If you are driving, probably best not to read along. No. Just, Just absorb it. Take it in. Take it in. Try and imagine the scenario and the story. It is a bit of a story, so it's quite an easy one yes. to follow. Yes, we are in the Garden of Eden. We are in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> and God has just created the world. Wow. So big, big time. Big moment. Big moment in God's yeah. uh, existence. And uh, and then this happens. The humans, <laughs> are here. the humans have arrived. And of course, we like to... Mess it up a little bit. Um, so I'm going to read chapter three, and then Emily's going to read chapter four, and uh, just absorb it. You ready for this? Yeah, let's go. Great. Uh, Genesis three, verse one starts. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made, and he said to the woman, "Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden?" And the woman said to the serpent, "We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said." You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman whom you gave to to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is it that you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, Cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. You desire... Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to Adam he said, 
Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground for out of which you were taken. For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The man called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man. And at the east of the Garden of Eden, he placed the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way of the tree of life. Yeah. That's chapter three. That is chapter three. Okay, chapter four. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again, she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground, and now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. You shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today away from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest any who found him should attack him. Then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Okay, chapter so it's, it's chapter 4, it's verse 16, but we're going to stop there. Yes. Because that's what we're going to try and cover in this yeah. sermon series. Mm. So Liam, why don't you tell us a bit about what the aim of this series is? What are we aiming to get from it, from these chapter 3 and 4 in Genesis? Yeah, to be honest, this is actually, this series has been in my heart for quite a while. Um, I don't know when I first kind of came up with it, but even long before Flow Church had begun, I had, yeah. this was something that was in my heart to bring. And uh, the, basically the main aim really is to teach us to be okay and comfortable with the fact that we have to keep growing and keep changing. 
Mm. I think believers, I always get surprised by believers, believers when they are, you know, when they're surprised that they have to address a negative issue in their life or a negative thought pattern or address a temptation or a sin so that they might become more like Jesus. It always surprises me. I think yeah. I'm always like, what did you expect to happen when yeah. you said I'm going to become like Jesus yeah. Christ? That you could stay the same. <laughs> yeah, you can stay the same. You have to keep growing. Yeah. You have to keep changing. And that's not about age. That's not about maturity. That's not... You don't get to a certain level in faith and go, that's it, I've made it. Yeah. You know, it's not when you've had two kids and you've got your house and you've got your job and you've got the promotion. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, you know, you've got to keep growing. And even if you're retired, you think, you know, I've lived my life. I know lots about God now. Yeah, you do know lots about God, but there's still more to learn, still more to grow yeah. in. And uh, we've got to keep that hunger and that drive to keep going. Great. And actually... It's it's a huge gift. Mm. Like it's a, it's a huge privilege to have a benchmark and a role model in your life anyway. So if yeah. you have a role model, you know how beneficial that is to you. If you have great parents, you know how amazing that is. If you have a, a teacher that inspired you, a, a friend that's just a great role model to you, it, it's so inspiring. But yet we have Christ as Christians. Yes. And he is that perfect role model. And he says, I can actually help you become like me by giving you my holy spirit and then it's going to address things in you that aren't like me and you're going to become more like me so actually we've got an invitation Mm. to become more like jesus and that is incredible but it's so exciting and imagine at the end of your life you can be so much more like jesus than you were at the start and not only that but you can be more like jesus by the end of this week yes yeah come on but you have to address the painful Mm. ugly parts of yourself mm-hmm. so that's that's what i'm aiming for with this series to get everyone comfortable and relaxed and almost excited yeah for a moment of change in their life that would be the best great outcome. and addressing the difficult things within us yes yeah and why do you feel um because obviously we've been talking about this together you know you're quite passionate about it why do you think this is so important for our church right now so why are we doing this right now what's what are you hoping to see with it? Sure. Why is it so important? Um, I think it's so important for our church right now because actually if we if we choose to take this on and we actually we choose to do this work and choose to be okay with change and getting uncomfortable and having the ugly stuff in us addressed, it means we will become more like Christ, which can only make our church more effective. Absolutely. And actually I think we are in a time when the church needs to be differentiated from the rest of the world. And actually for you guys, if you decide to take this challenge on and you decide to really dig in in this series and be like, hey, what is what needs to be changed in me? What's being addressed? You will stand out more in your workplace, in your schools. You know, you will stand out more amongst your your peers and your friendship groups as being different. And there will be something in you that people are drawn to because it's different. And it will be you becoming more like Christ, like we said. And as you become more like Christ, you will get noticed more in that way. And so I think it's so important for our church to, to take this on board and get on board with it and be okay with doing it because it can only make us stronger as a church and stand out more and shine our light brighter as a church in this world. Yeah, no, that's really good. And Hebrews twelve fourteen says that without holiness, people cannot see the Lord. Yeah. So actually, the good thing about that is with holiness, people can. Yeah, totally. So as we grow and change and become more living in our saint holy one's identity yeah then actually we people will see christ in us yeah and so actually evangelism become more and more easier yeah people come up to you and say why do you do the things That's you it. do yeah um, people will notice when there's a difference yes. in you and not only that but a huge blessing for a person's life to walk more like christ oh totally so 
I want to speak excited. I know it sounds challenging. Yeah, like, no, but I am excited. You know, like, like oh, we're going to have to wrestle with the ugly stuff and fears and insecurities and anxieties and sin and things that we think we got away with, but God's going to bring back up. But let's be really excited about it yeah. because God, as you see in this, well, we could preach on this already, but as you can <laughs> see, God is looking to... God is looking to create a structure for these people and, mm. you know, create close Adam and Eve and create a space for, for Cain, even though these guys did wrong things. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess maybe leading on from that is then why did you choose this Bible passage? Yeah. You know, why, why are we looking at Genesis 3 and 4 of all the passages in the Bible to kind of do this series? Yeah, I guess it's obviously when sin and human mess kind of really came into the world when they chose wrong um but i i just think i want to bring particularly adam and eve and cain into the mix because they kind of kind of walk and struggle with things that i think we actually all struggle with i know yeah. you might look at this bible passage and go wow this is so intense and weird <laughs> i'm not gonna murder my brother just yeah yeah agree, or like <laughs> you're not walking in the garden with the with the lord and yeah it's and a almost, serpent's talking yeah to it's, it's, it's an interesting scenario but Actually, they are demonstrating to us things that we all struggle with, yeah. which we're going to try and talk about as many as we feel like we can in the series. Yeah. But you've got like the apathy and laziness of Adam. You've got the manipulation of Eve. You've got the the blaming of each other. Yeah. And uh, I love that bit. I and, know. and the blaming of the serpent. It's yeah. all the devil's fault. And yeah. um, and then also with Cain, you've got this this lack of integrity. You've got lying. You've got he's he's not giving his first fruits to the Lord. You know. Mm. Um, and then he, he does get angry and jealous yeah. of his brother. Mm. Okay, it ends in murder, but we don't, we don't have to tackle that, I don't think. <laughs> I think that's a huge problem for us right now. But, Hopefully not. Yeah, but, you know, there are issues in there that are just normal yeah. issues. I think totally. we actually all struggle with. So yeah. I thought, if we're going to learn how to change, let's say to each other, let's look at the things that we all struggle with so we yeah. can all go, right, we all need to learn how to not lie better and Great. not stop being jealous of each other. Yeah. And we all need to stop you know, withholding our best things from God. Yeah. So let's all just talk about those things so we can all kind of go on this journey together yeah. Yeah. rather than pointing out everyone's individual things that they're yeah. struggling with. Great. So that, that's my, that's the heart and that's why we stuck with Genesis 3 and 4. Yeah. No, it's like Yeah. Great. So anything, last thing we can help people, you know, we're about to start this series on Sunday. We've got it for the whole of March and it's yeah. five weeks. It is five weeks. We're going to do it at the big give day at the end. Uh, um, we've got that bit at the end as well. And we've got baptisms this week. Yeah. So that's a moment of change yeah. and decision. So what can people do, do you think, to best prepare themselves for this this coming sermon series? What can what can they look at? Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, read the re- read and reread these chapters over and over again. Yeah, get the Bible. We have been yeah. reading these chapters so much in these last few weeks and it just, it gets it in you. It helps you have a clear understanding. God might speak to you, you know, about a particular part. Like, I can't encourage you enough to just know these chapters almost inside out. I'd love by the end of March, you know, people mention Genesis 3 and 4, you know exactly what went on there, mm. you know exactly what it is. You know the kind of stuff that those chapters are addressing. Um, but also I would I would spend some time... Um, praying with Jesus about how asking him to keep your heart open and your heart soft um because that is essential for us to be able to change if your heart is hard towards this you won't get the most out of it that you could um and so I just encourage you to be praying for a soft heart uh be open-minded about what God might want to say to you don't be defensive um but also 
have a mindset of excitement of this is a privilege that we actually get to be changed to become more like Christ. Like he didn't have to give us that privilege. He didn't have to let us be able to experience this change and give us the goodness of his word to be able to do it in us. He didn't have to, but he chose to. So I feel grateful and, and be excited at the privilege that this is um, to be able to do this journey and have this stuff done in us. Great. That's good. And practically, so this week we're doing baptisms, yeah. which is almost that first step of change of like yeah. being willing to be dunked in water and say that you are you're aligning yourself to Christ yeah. and he now is the ruler and center mm. of your life. Um, so that's a big change. So if anyone out there is listening and you are a believer at Flow Church, but you are not yet baptized, I would strongly encourage you get it done. Yeah, Just get it done. I know that we are we always want it to be a special occasion and we always want things to be right with it and we want we want to feel ready. Mm. Um, but I just, I would not, I tried your best as as you can to lose those excuses and just say, you know, I just got to get baptised because yeah. my life belongs to the Lord. So that's our first physical, practical yeah. chain. Yeah. And then we're going to end the sermon series on the 31st of March mm-hmm. with our big give day. So yeah. we're going to present our first fruits yes. to the Lord. Yeah. And we're going to do a big give day for our missions work um, this year. So also be preparing in yourself financially, yeah. putting some money aside this month. And, yeah. Um, thinking about what it is you want to give that's going to yeah. present to God and say, God, you know, I'm ready for change yeah. and I'm even going to change my wallet. Yeah. Um, that's always a challenging yeah. moment to change. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so actually I'm very excited, mm. really excited. Um, Me too. And yeah, let's go for it. Eden education. Eden education. Let's get educated. Let's get educated <laughs> through Genesis 3 and 4. We love you guys. We love our church so much and we are really enjoying this journey with mm. you. Thank you for being part of it. And I really do hope that you are falling more and more in love with Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, yeah. And also each other. Yeah. Oh, We're en- We are enjoying spending time with new people. Um, <laughs> love it. Yeah, it's great. Cool. Right. Love you guys. We'll Speak see you soon. on Sunday.